Hey guys, welcome to Thrive Bites, the official podcast of Dr. Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc. On every episode, I talk with health and wellness experts from all over the world, such as doctors, chefs, dietitians, coaches, and many more. And I sit down with them and have casual conversations about plant-based lifestyle, how to elevate our emotional resilience, and what it really means to thrive. And I bring all of this to you. So let's get to this week's episode. Okay, guys. Well, welcome to another episode of Thrive Bites. I'm your host, Colin Zhu, and thank you for listening in. We have a wonderful guest for you today. I am so excited to have her on the show. Her name is Katie Rines. I'm so excited for her to come on to the show. Say hi to everyone, Katie. Hello. I'm so excited. (laughs) So for those of you who don't know, Katie is a holistic registered dietitian. She's also a personal trainer, a vegan chef, a yoga instructor, um, and also a dance instructor. And she is in love with everything that is health and wellness and nutrition and basically life. Um, You know, I am so glad that she's here. Um, So let's start off by uh, basically introducing the audience, who you are, Tell us your story. How did you get to where you are? And basically, what is a holistic dietitian? Good question. Well, honestly, can we just back up and tell people like we met because we were both doing, (laughs) uh, we were both in a hip hop dance class. Yes. I just want to throw it out there to anybody listening. Like, I think it's so important to nurture ourselves in many aspects of our lives. And if you've ever wanted to do a dance class, learn how to cook or whatever it is, like there's so much more beyond scrolling on Instagram and watching these TV shows. And there's so much out there to learn and to explore. And I think it's really cool that like that's that's basically what holistic health is all about. It's looking at different aspects of our life and not only just with food, where food is definitely such you know like everybody knows that what we eat definitely impacts how we feel throughout the day of course it's an important foundation but also who are the people that we see on the day today how are our relationships Mm -hmm. what is our mind focusing on most of the time throughout the day what thoughts are in our mind most of the time so there's lots of different things to look at. And of course, the movements that we do, all of, the, all of these different aspects of our lives, we can seriously take a look and find what we can tweak to bring us back into balance, to feel mm-hmm. hormonally balanced, energetically balanced, emotionally balanced. So yeah. that's basically what holistic <laughs> health is. Yeah, I um, yeah, that's that's uh, my apologies. I totally neglected to uh, share that. I was just so excited to uh, have you on because uh, um, <clears throat> we uh, try to uh, you know kind of play tag to you know for the longest time. And um, uh, actually, uh, Raina, who was also um, in our class, uh, she is she was a guest on episode four, I believe. Um, and, uh, she had shared, uh, her, uh, her tidbits and her story on how she uh, got into vegan shirt activism. So we were, we were actually all in the same, you know, dance class and, uh, you know, we definitely, uh, had a lot of fun. So, 
Um, but yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Um, so tell, tell, share with the audience, like your beginnings of, um, you know, how you got to this, uh, to this point, because, you know, obviously you have a lot of different, um, interests and passions and all these different things that you're doing, but you know, where did it all come from? What was your inspiration to all this? Totally. This is a great question. And anybody out there, just curious if anyone likes ice cream and pizza and grilled cheese, because that's me. Like I'm actually such an ice cream lover. I used to work at an ice cream store and I was eating so much ice cream. And uh, my sister actually watched the movie with the blue people, like the Avatar movie. Mm -hmm. And she decided to become a vegetarian. And I honestly like just for the environment, you know, just because the, just seeing how people had such a connection with their environment really impacted my sister. And I honestly thought it was kind of weird. And I was like, okay, whatever, I guess I'll do that with you. Just honestly, one, as a competitive sister and two, to make it easier on my mom. <laughs> um, and um, for my sister's birthday, have you heard of the book, The Kind Diet by Alicia Silverstone? I think I, I think I've heard of it before. Yeah. Is it, is it, um, is it with the kind, uh, bar, the fruit and nut bar company, or is it something different? No, the kind bar company is like totally, completely, completely different. So me and my sister, our favorite movie ever is Clueless. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's a chick flick with Alicia Silverstone and Alicia Silverstone is actually a really big vegan activist. And she wrote this book called The Kind Diet. And it's basically going over, I thought it was just vegetarianism, but it was veganism and going over a bunch of her favorite recipes. And so for my sister's birthday, because we both love Alicia Silverstone, she's an incredible actress. Um, I bought her this book, The Kind Diet. And I kid you not, Alicia Silverstone was speaking directly to me in the first couple lines of her book like of course I opened the book to read it and she literally goes what if I told you that instead of choosing dairy ice cream choosing non-dairy ice cream you would be reversing global warming reversing heart disease reversing mm. deforestation improving our water like she like literally listing probably like a hundred world mm -hmm, problems mm -hmm. just by choosing non-dairy ice cream and i just like remember like jaw dropped like this like i just felt something in the light heart. bulb yeah yeah like i was just like whoa like this is i needed to hear this because i love ice cream and <laughs> i was like i didn't even think about ice cream because obviously like yeah being a vegetarian um, I get the connection with the meat and everything, but this just totally snowballed into fascination with the power that food has, not only on our health, but yeah, on the environment and on a lot of other issues as well. So I, um, you know, working at the ice cream store was definitely difficult after reading this book and I ended <laughs> up, um, I ended up really, I, I made a commitment to myself January 1st, 2011. I actually did like a 21 day pledge on PETA.com as like a new year's resolution to be vegan for 21 mm. days. And on January 1st, 2011, I went to a vegan restaurant and I uh -huh. thought that I literally, I was like, mom, I'm going to 
this is going to be the worst 21 days of my life. Like, I was like, no cheese, no, like, no milk, no ice cream. Like, what the heck am I going to eat? Like, am I going to eat grass? Like, I was really that (laughs) And so I was expecting this restaurant to be just, like, cardboard and grass or whatever. But this place, like, wow, like, vegan food, it was so good. And this was back in, yeah, January 1st, 2011. I had never heard of Gil. I had never heard of quinoa. And here I am eating this, like, incredible, flavorful, colorful bowl of quinoa and kale and just, like, curry, like, deliciousness and just, like, a coconut smoothie and, like, all this incredibleness. And I was just so mind-blown, like, so inspired. Mm. And I actually ended up working there. I learned that day that the restaurant that I went to was built due to a cancer diagnosis. The owner's sister-in-law lived three years past a terminal diagnosis of cancer due Mm -hmm. to transition to a plant-based diet. And I was just so inspired by a, how good it tasted B by this incredible miraculous like health story. And Mm. I started working there and just discovering the people that would go into this health eatery, um, learning stories like literally all day long. Like, Oh yeah, I used to have diabetes. Now I eat wheatgrass every day. Like, oh, yeah, I used to suffer from, like, X, Y, and Z and blah, 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 you know? So -hmm. these people would just be telling me their health transformations, and it inspired me to become a dietitian. I was like, I want to learn how to... I want to learn how to reverse disease. Like I want to learn. And of course, throughout my own journey, like I felt so much better transitioning to a plant-based mm. diet. I just felt so light. I noticed myself. I was a- better able to breathe. I remember thinking like I was never diagnosed with asthma, but I felt like it was just hard for me to run that far or that fast. Yeah. And I noticed like so much like energy-wise just shifted yeah i wanted to know like whether you had any major like health issues and you know was there like a dramatic you know how like some people you know lost a lot of weight or you know i had another guest who um, mentioned they had really bad allergies and asthma and and when they went on plant-based um you know it kind of cleared up and they got rid of their medications Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i know isn't it the best to hear these miraculous stories like of of diseases turning around. So I am obsessed with those stories. And unfortunately, my story is not one of those stories. <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like intuitively, I've just always uh, not wanted to eat a lot of cheese. And I've always kind of been um, more health conscious. And definitely, you know, I've, I've never, thank God, I've never really had significant health issues that needed reversing Mm, but i mm. think maybe some of your um listeners can relate to the idea that the reasoning behind why i am a holistic dietitian um so like if i was somebody who reversed my diabetes or reversed my cancer or reversed my autoimmune disease which is so possible i'll i'm actually um i like to really really take a step back and take a broader perspective because I got way too obsessed with my nutrition. I got way too excited Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. about health that I was afraid to gain weight. I was afraid to eat certain things. Mm. I was like, oh my God, like this is, this is so powerful. And, um, not only for like my own health 
reasons. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like I just want to be healthy. Like I want to be the vision of health. I want to feel amazing. But also just physique wise, like I was like, if I'm going to be an inspiration, if I'm going to be the vision of health here, I'm going to be tiny. Like I want to be strong. I want to be, you know, and I would just really kind of obsess about it. And um, I've noticed that, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, like just finding balance, finding balance with our hormones, with our energy, with what's taking up our headspace. I like to um, come at this health journey for people in a lot of different angles. And I think that's allowed me to really help people in such a unique, valuable way because Mm. Often, you know, your dietitian, your doctor, whatever, they're really just going to zone in on, okay, make sure you're eating X, Y, and Z, you're avoiding this, this, and that. Um, When in reality, the whole purpose behind this is our own happiness. Mm. It's our health. Yeah, our health is a train. It's like you hop on this train of health to get you where? To get you to be obsessive about being healthy or to get you healthy so that you can go have fun with your family and friends, like, go be an inspiration and a powerful role model in your workplace, in your career, mm-hmm. and whatever awesome. you want to create. So I really allow my clients to paint a broader picture, mm-hmm. so that they get really excited and really inspired to take care of themselves. And so that it's not something that they have to be afraid of, but rather something that they get to do that they get yeah to yeah yeah no that's awesome because um you know a lot of times where you know we uh we say to ourselves you know we can't do it i can't make the transition or you know they'll they'll look at they'll look at um their shortcomings and mm-hmm. see that as failures and say they can't do x y and z and um i think it's really you know kind of like yourself and i i can also speak for myself is where you know, it's really about getting to heart, getting to the real heart of, you know, who you are, number one, uh, what you're all about, you know, where, you know, you can put your energy to, in a way, kind of to serve others, you know, because what we, you and I do is in a way, you know, ultimately is to be a service to others. And, but, you know, to be even put the cherry on top of that is really being of service to others doing what you love, right? Because I think that will make the kind of the, the rocket and kind of blast off, you know, even more profoundly for others. Hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious, uh, for those who have never studied in the healthcare field um, or uh, anything in health and wellness, uh, I know from my own medical training, you know, we didn't really get that much um, you know, nutritional count, uh, nutritional education, you know, um, you know, it was, I have said in the past uh, episodes where it was only like 10 credit hours. And it was mostly biochemistry. I'm curious because, you know, you said that, you know, once you had learned about plant-based and reversing disease, did when you were studying dietetics, did was that taught uh, during your studies? Um, and if not, like, how did you go about, you know, uh, searching uh, for other things? 
This is a great question. And I remember my favorite, this one lecture we had, it was a guest lecturer from a researcher in uh, cancer research who came to our metabolism lecture and she spoke all about raw foods and cancer. And she was talking, teaching us about sulforaphane and isoflavones and the different antioxidants in broccoli and and all the different, like in green tea and in red vegetables, like tomatoes and lycopene and all the different phytochemicals. And I was just like, so enthralled by this lecture. Like, finally, we're learning about cancer reversal and disease reversal and stem cells being cancer stem cells being killed by raw vegetable enzymes like I was so excited and I turned to my best friend next to me and I was like are you looking at this this is amazing and she literally (laughs) looks at me and she's like wait what's happening I wasn't paying attention (laughs) (laughs) and I just wanted to rip all my hair out I was like are you serious right now like this is like the moment like I've been waiting moment for. of truth. Yeah. <laughs> the moment I've been dreaming of my whole life. <laughs> and she didn't even like, you know, what I mean? like that's the kind of how it was. So yeah, no, definitely. No, I was so disappointed by my overall, by my education. I'll be completely honest. I went into nutrition, so excited to learn how to really help people. And I felt like I learned more about how to maintain disease. I learned more about how to cover up the problem and just keep people Mm. comfortable and just like kind of, you know what I mean? Like, I guess it's helpful sort of, but in reality, it's like what I learned isn't really going to reverse damage. Like what I learned is going to um, allow people to sure like, it's just like there's definitely a level up from what I was taught for sure. Mm, mm, mm. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And um, this is like, it hurts my heart to say this because I worked so hard and so much money and so much time and energy and effort and everything to go into our education, to my education. And um, yeah, I wasn't satisfied with it. Definitely. Right. It's twisted because um, it took, a lot for me to to honestly to be plant-based in college at all first of all that was like what is that what does that mean well going into college as a vegan I became so insecure especially studying dietetics I remember one of my first lectures uh this woman the professor was speaking about the benefits of beans and it was like, it was a pretty big lecture hall. I want to say like upwards of a hundred people. I went to Purdue university. So it's like a really big school. Mm -hmm. And she was, she asked the audience, she asked the students who in here thinks they eat about a half a cup said who in here thinks they maybe eat one whole cup of beans in a day. And I was the only person that had my hand raised and she literally called me out in front of the lecture hall. And she was like, oh, are you vegetarian? And I was like, yeah, I'm vegan. Like, yeah. And I left that lecture crying. I was like, honestly, like, how am I the only person mm. who, like... She didn't She didn't put you down, did she? Or, or did you, no, were you just no, no, no. sad at the fact that like, you were the only one there? 
I literally called my mom crying being like, I could have taught this damn lecture. <laughs> I don't know. But um, I was just really upset. I was like, okay, like I get the benefits of beans. Like this is ridiculous. Like, are you like, how is this? Right. I just felt so ahead of the times. And um, I was so upset. I was like, this is not for me. Like I'm not right. supposed to be here. And my mom explained to me that it's really necessary for me to see, to me to go through classical education, for me to see where people are coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I lost so much confidence in myself and in plant-based nutrition just throughout learning about, um, I had a professor who said to our class that everybody and everybody we know should be taking fish oil and we should be eating fish and how eggs are the most high biologic value protein. And I actually had a professor working for Monsanto who was telling us about how incredible genetically modified foods are. And mm -hmm. a lot of things that, I mean, I was working, the place that I was working at was called uh, the Organic Garden Cafe. It was literally like, I was so excited about permaculture and organic farming. And it was just like so opposite of um, what right, I a stark doing. A stark reality. Yeah. And I was like, wait a second. Like I went to school to get top of the line education so that I was sure I could be confident in how to help my patients and how to help my clients. Yeah. And realizing like, wait, I, what I'm learning here is actually like, so like, I was just so confused and so upset. Yeah. like coming in as a young student, like it's just, it was hard for me to feel confident in anything i was so confused yeah um, so yeah so i the reason why i asked is because you know i have a uh, i have a sister that um was studying dietetics when she was in college and she had every intention to become a dietitian um before you know she had uh, went on to do uh, her one-year internship which many many grads do um she went to the annual conference and what she told me was that you know behind a lot of these booths um was these big companies like Kraft and coca-cola and you know all these different things and at first i i just i don't know i just found it very very curious on how um you know this this big academy um that's ahead of uh, supposed to represent our national like dietetics, um, you know, nutrition, like, you know, being like the face of it, you know, we have, you know, these big companies that, I don't know, make a lot of processed foods, right? And, yeah. and, and, and have contributions um, to a lot of different things that, uh, that we, you know, that we have um, in terms of chronic disease. What is, what does a traditional dietitian you know, typically do, um, because I had, you know, I've seen a lot of them throughout our hospital training when I was uh, uh, doing my residency and compare and contrast to what you have used uh, the, the education for now and what do clients come to you uh, for? Awesome. Okay. Good question. So the typical clinical dietitian is somebody who is able to diagnose, make well, not necessarily make a medical diagnosis, but a nutritional diagnosis based on their malnutrition. And say somebody is unable to swallow or somebody has gut, serious, significant gut inflammation, um, depending on what's going on, maybe the dietitian will recommend a tube feeding 
or peripheral nutrition. So they'll be able to make calculations and recommendations for different types of tube feedings based on the client's needs, um, the patient's needs. So that's that's pretty much what a clinical dietitian will do. They'll also recommend if they are able to eat different uh, whatever is available in the hospital. So maybe the person has heart failure. Mm-hmm. So this was real. This was really upsetting to me. So the person with heart failure gets a meal in the hospital that yeah they'll have the same burger, but it'll just have like no salt packets added mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's like not really healing but yeah the dietitian will do their best to make recommendations and work with the patient because often the patient isn't up to changing anyways the patient is just like wanting to eat whatever Mm -hmm. so they just are yeah they're trying to be accommodable and and still help them go home safely and heal up in, in their time at the hospital. So that's, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much what a clinical dietitian does. Um, and an outpatient, like there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different things a dietitian could do. Like outpatient dietitians do a lot more education. That might be more like diabetes education, that kind of a mm-hmm. thing. So, um, but even that, yeah, like just thinking about the recommendations we learned in school, making sure that just because the dairy industry, like you said, these industries, are um, the academy is funded by different industries. And one of them is the dairy industry. So, yes, three cups of milk a day recommended for everybody. Is there actual science showing that that's really, really 100% necessary? Not necessarily. However, yeah, there's a lot of financial backing there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um that's that's pretty crazy so what is it Um, yeah so what is it that you have taken your education um uh like how how have you used you know what you've learned and to package uh what you do now Mm, good question so what i do now it's really fun for me i get to create well just backing up a second at the restaurant i worked at they do offer a plant-based chef certification so I interned there and I am a plant-based chef and throughout college um I was teaching throughout college I was doing my own series of plant-based food demos like once a month so I was really getting into educating people more about plant-based nutrition and learning about how to how to cook even more and teach people how to cook um I was also teaching a lot of yoga a lot of fitness classes so I was basically already doing what I wanted to do. I was basically already doing it in college throughout my classes, which was like really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as now with my clients, I do create personalized meal plans if that's what they, if that's something that they need, if that's something that they would like. And I do hold people accountable and educate them around, yeah, plant-based nutrition, helping them meal plan and helping them come up with ideas and recipes and um each week so i have there's a lot of different programs i offer but in general each week i hold people accountable for different aspects of their life so Mm. 
for example, um, the first week that people sign up to work with me, I'll have them not only write a list of goals, but a list of feelings that they want to feel behind those goals. Like, okay, cool. So how is it that you want to feel after you get off of your diabetes medication? How is it that you want to feel after you lose the weight? And I invite people to use that as a mantra. Like, wow, like I am grateful. I am excited. I am energized, you know, like have that be something that they can really feel into as they work on accomplishing these goals. I also, the first week working on their relationship. So I make sure that they ask at least five people closest to them for encouragement. It is so essential Mm. to have people that we love, people that we see on the day to day is essential that they know what we're going through. So if you try to really commit to making a change in your life and not include your loved ones, you put yourself at risk for isolating yourself. And I really think that that is. Yeah. Yeah. And um, just to kind of piggyback on that, um, you know, we see this in the blue zones, um, you know, the, the largest concentration of people living over a hundred, um, uh, in yes. the world and what they share, uh, through the research and observations was, you know, sh- social, uh, community, social networking, um, these relationships, um, are super important. And that was, you know, what was shared in all of these, uh, blue zones, um, at the start of the study, it was, um, around five. And I think there's a lot more now. Hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. So, um, so is that in addition to what you do, you also bring yoga and um, dance and uh, Obviously, that's how you and I um, got together. And, you know, why, yes. why are those two elements? Um, because I'm, I love physicality. You know, I actually, before I um, became, uh, I went into family medicine or family practice, I actually was, uh, you know, thinking about going into a residency for physical medicine and rehabilitation, because I was just yeah. really fascinated about the human body and dynamics. And I, you know, I love dancing. Um, I continue to do so um, as well. But, you know, what is what is it about, you know, the dance and yoga that you insert into your programs um, that makes it just as important um, as teaching about plant-based? Of course. Well, honestly, thinking about it, I actually think that the Plant-Based Nutrition Foundation, I think that's just with the research that's out there, I think that's the most important thing. Because studies do show, I don't know if you've heard of the broad study, but studies show that even with no exercise, even with no weight loss, just with maintaining caloric intake by just changing what people are eating, eating wholesome plant foods, people are e- people are able to get off of their medications mm-hmm, mm-hmm. without exercising at all. Like you cannot outrun a bad diet. And however, we all know that when it comes to different aspects of health, movement is essential like our heart is a muscle too Mm -hmm. our bodies need to like our lymph we need to be moving around to 
to release stuff, to get these toxins out, to let our, our bodies function optimally. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to Yeah, use. yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, that's definitely another aspect that I hold my clients accountable for, of course. So I say, okay, like, what is, what is a level up for you right now? Like, maybe are you able to go for a walk for 15 minutes? Like, are you, what excites you? What movement and what movement excites me, definitely dancing, definitely yoga, noticing what my body is capable of. I'm such a dancer, like amazing. I love dancing. <laughs> but the thing is, is like some, like if you threw a basketball at me, I would run away. Like <laughs> what, what excites you? So right, um, right. Really important. So, um, yeah, that's yeah. basically the fitness aspect. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so I definitely want to conclude and, uh, you've actually, you know, touched a lot of these points already, but I love asking, um, my guests, uh, you know, what makes them thrive and you definitely from the energy that comes across, you know, from you right now, um, I can tell that, you know, you are, you know, even just thriving and just talking about, you know, what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. And, you know, so what is, what, what, thinking about what makes you thrive, like, can you offer the audience members, you know, three tips, um, you know, anything um, that, that has made you thrive in your own life and that they could use so they can make a change uh, today? What honestly makes me thrive, I would say, is my my headspace and my perspective. I think that mental health can easily get overlooked because we aren't able to really see what's going on in people's minds. But I truly believe that the more that we're able to come from a perspective that gives us power and focus mm -hmm. on gratitude and focus on being our own cheerleaders and, and yeah, getting excited about we, what, what we want to create and just notice what we're focusing on. The more that I focus on the excitement in my life and what's beautiful in my life, the more things that are exciting come up and the more beautiful things come up. And um, I just invite everybody listening to notice what they're focusing on because what we are focusing on truly grows and mm. it becomes, I think it becomes like a mindset habit. Like we can either be in a downward spiral of focusing on things that are not serving us and things that, um, you know, are not uplifting to us or we can draw closer. What is that Cherokee? There's like a old Cherokee saying, um, where the old man explains to the boy that there are two wolves mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in each of us. Um, one wolf is anger and fear and resentment and jealousy and sadness. And one wolf is happiness and confidence and joy and all of the positive things. And the boy says, which wolf in their battling, the two wolves are battling. And the boy says, which wolf wins? And the man says, the one you feed. And um, that's kind of the whole premise behind. I just I like launched a, a holistic fitness program called Feed Your Power. And I sent home, uh, I also think that journaling, yeah, having some kind of a mindset practice every day, like just taking a deep breath, noticing that we're focusing on how we want to feel. Because when we're focusing on that, we're going to accidentally choose the kale salad. We're going to accidentally go work out when we're 
when you know what I mean? When we're focusing on feeling really confident and healthy, right, right. it just kind of falls into place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, before we change our life, I think before we change any behavior, I think it's important to change the way we think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, I encourage the audience members to kind of check out the past episodes, but it's almost um, when I when I think about it, it's almost almost like a unifying theme is really about, like you mentioned, you know, the headspace, you know, where are our thoughts, you know, um, you know, what are we thinking? What are we focusing on? Um, you know, I think uh, Tony Robbins, um, you know, quoted, you know, whatever, whatever you resist persists. And, um, you know, it's really about what, um, you know, what we choose at the day to day in terms of how do we lead our lives. But in order to, you know, in order for those actions to become outcomes and results, you know, it, it stems from decisions and those decisions will, will, you will come from a certain belief pattern. So, you know, no matter what, no matter what, like you can be eating, you know, the best food of the day and be, you know, running and being fit. But, you know, if we're not healthy of sound mind, emotion and spirit, you know, we're not really going to get far. So, um, so I really, really appreciate uh, everything that you shared today. You know, for the audience members that want to look you up um, and reach out and learn more about you, uh, where can they find you? You can hit me up on Instagram at vitamin.katie. I also have a YouTube channel. I have a Facebook page. Definitely join the Facebook group, Superhero Crew. And, um, yeah, I would love for you to message me on Instagram. That's probably where I hang out the most. And, um, yeah, this was so fun. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. Um, it's It's been a pleasure. So, all right, guys, this has been another episode of Thrive Bites. If you enjoyed this, please uh, come on back and follow us um, every week. Uh, there's a new episode and subscribe. All right, Katie, thank you so much again. And uh, we will see you on the next one. Woo, thanks, Colin. Hey, guys, that was another episode of Thrive Bites. If you like that episode, Please subscribe and follow weekly for new episodes. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts.